0: I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Monday, July 17th. The state is preparing to deal with flooding that could result from sea level rise in the near and distant future. The Office of Coastal Zone Management and the Department of Conservation and Recreation are holding public hearings about the potential for an increase in water levels along many state-managed beaches, including Wollaston Beach in Quincy. Scenarios indicate that the sea levels could rise by over a foot in seven years and over seven feet by the year 2100. In Quincy, that could result in flooding all the way into Marymount Park along the southern end of Wollaston Beach. Officials say they're looking at bolstering existing seawalls and creating expanded floodplains using natural vegetation to help control sea level rise in the future. State Senator John Keenan of Quincy and Quincy State Representative Tacky Chan are both involved in the sea level rise discussions. Quincy's newest park is just about complete. The site of the former Beachcomber Nightclub on Quincy Shore Drive has been transformed into a passive park with a short crushed stone walking trail and some new plantings. The city purchased the property in 2020 for $2.25 million and used another $850,000 to design and create the park. Funding was provided from the Community Preservation Accounts. The Beachcomber closed in 2015 after being in business since 1959. Mayor Thomas Koch says there will be a tribute to the McKentrick family who owned that spot. Nearly a week after a mistrial was declared in the case of a man charged with killing two people, including a Weymouth police officer, The town came together to pay homage on the fifth anniversary of his death. Neighborhoods in Weymouth had blue lights displayed outside for Officer Michael Chesna. Saturday marked five years since Officer Chesna was shot and killed in the line of duty. To stand in solidarity with Officer Chesna's family, the community was encouraged to change their exterior lights to blue as a sign that they won't forget his sacrifice. Chesno was a six-year veteran of the Weymouth Police Department. He left behind a wife and two children. 77-year-old Vera Adams of Weymouth was also killed in that shootout. A new trial is scheduled to begin this coming Friday. Authorities are searching for a man wanted in connection with a deadly shooting at a state park last Wednesday. 20-year-old John Giovanni Perez Montero Macedo was seen by witnesses getting into an altercation with 25-year-old Robert Aponte Flores in a picnic area of Miles Standish State Forest in Plymouth last Wednesday afternoon. A short time later, police say Aponte Flores was found suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. He was transported to a nearby hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. In a follow-up investigation, state police sought and obtained a warrant For Montero Macedo's arrest. Anybody with information about his whereabouts is asked to call the state police. The investigation is active and ongoing. Miles Standish State Forest is the largest publicly owned recreation area in the state. A young woman who grew up on the South Shore is recovering from surgery after she was injured in a North Dakota shooting. That left one police officer dead and two more officers wounded. 25-year-old Carly Koswick is a Cohasset native who moved to Fargo three weeks ago to start a new job. Fargo police said 37-year-old Mohammed Barakat fired multiple rounds at police who had responded to a minor car crash Friday afternoon on a busy street. Koswick's family said she was caught in the crossfire and seriously injured but police did not definitively know whether she was involved in the crash that brought police to the scene. Coswick was struck by gunfire in the hip and legs and suffered wounds that required surgery. The AP is reporting a hospital spokesperson told them Coswick was in fair condition as of yesterday. Barakat also shot three Fargo police officers. Two of those suffered serious injuries and the third died. The fourth officer shot and killed Barakat. The FBI is now assisting with that investigation. Members of the Massachusetts delegation are seeking low-interest loans and grants from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to help local farmers whose crops were lost to floodwaters this past week. Senator Elizabeth Warren and Representative Jim McGovern, who saw the flood damage firsthand in the Pioneer Valley on Saturday, also said they plan to speak with President Biden in order to get those local farms declared federal disaster areas. In addition to acres of corn, fields of butternut squash and kale were also destroyed by the flooding. The crops that are now filled with bacteria and mold due to the floodwaters will be mowed down and plowed under until next season. Vice President Kamala Harris will travel to Boston to attend the NAACP National Convention, a statement released by the White House, said Harris will maintain her whirlwind travel across the country in July and August, including stops in Florida, Illinois, Indiana, and Massachusetts. The vice president will be in Boston on July 29th. Last year, Harris became the first black woman vice president to give a keynote speech at the NAACP convention where she focused her remarks on abortion rights, tighter gun restrictions, and the high maternal mortality rates for people of color. Harris will join speakers, including former Secretary of State and presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley, Congressman Justin Jones, President and CEO of the National Council of Negro Women, Siobhan Arlene Bradley, and other advocates, authors, and artists. Robert Kraft, Patriot's owner and founder of the Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism. Henry Louis Gates, a literary critic and professor of African-American studies. And criminal justice reform advocate Meek Mill are on the agenda to participate in a discussion on racial injustice and hate crimes moderated by Joy Taylor. The NAACP's 114th National Convention is set to run from July 26th to August 1st in South Boston and is estimated to bring more than $10 million to the city. Boston's been chosen to hold the convention twice before, once in 1911 and again in 2020. But the 2020 in-person convention was scuttled and moved online because of the pandemic. Uh, Hundreds of fans turned out on Saturday morning at a rally at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy, saluting the Major League Rugby champion, New England Free Jacks. The Free Jacks, who play their home games in Quincy, won the MLR title on July 8th with a thrilling 25-24 win over San Diego near Chicago. The team arrived at the fan zone located just inside the stadium, On Marymount Parkway on a trolley that made its way from Quincy Center to the stadium located across from Central Middle School. Players held the coveted championship trophy called the Shield as well as the Silver Cup trophy, symbolizing their win in the Eastern Conference Finals a week prior to their title win in Chicago. Many fans lined Hancock Street and Marymount Parkway, taking photos of the trolley and cheering their rugby heroes before filing into the fan zone, where several players and other Free Jacks representatives addressed their fans. Also speaking, Mayor Thomas Koch, who noted Quincy, long known as the City of Presidents, can now hail as the City of Champions check of business news this morning stocks are mixed the dow was up 113 the nasdaq down 24 the s&p fell four shares are lower in asia the euro rose the dollar slipped oil is at 74 dollars a barrel elsewhere in sports red sox beat the cubs 11-5 they're in oakland tonight against the a's at 9 40. forecast from the national weather service today hazy hot and humid high Near 90 degrees, muggy tonight, low 73. Tomorrow, some scattered thunderstorms, hot and humid, high of 88. Sunny, hot and humid Wednesday, high of 87. Thursday, partly cloudy, high 83. The boater waves about a foot, a light southerly wind, high tide right after noon. Sunrise 522, set at 817. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Monday, July 17th.